All right, what's happening? What is going on? Welcome in to Sports Betting Daily. Let's get to it. On a Wednesday, we're going to do a little Twitter recap. As I always say, if you want to reach out to the show, even though we're not super active on Twitter, you can find us at SBD underscore pod and uh, reach the show that way. I have two uh, two comments, questions to read from a couple of you. And then I also have one more uh, message that I got recently that I'm just going to go over quickly. So let's get into it. Uh, remember, if you want to bet games VIG free, check out betteredge.com. Put in promo code SBD when you sign up for a free 20 bucks in your account. You don't have to deposit anything. Just sign up, put in promo code SBD, and you get free 20 bucks. That's betteredge.com, promo code SBD. All right, so let's get to it. Uh, Twitter, two uh, comments here. The first one says, uh, hi, Tyler. I like to, well, there's no blah, blah, blah. The meat of it, though, is I like to make a three-team parlay, and if the first two games win, I can hedge or adjust my wager amount amount on the final game. Is this a good strategy? Uh, We've talked about this before. The idea of getting to a certain amount or a certain point in a parlay and wanting the money back, I don't think it's a good strategy generally, right? You made the parlay, just roll with the parlay. I don't think it's good unless... Things have changed, right? If certain things have changed in the game, they're they're one, you know, an important player's ruled out, a weather change, that could be a reason to to either hedge your bet or go the other way, or you know, buy off. Um, also, if the price has changed enough, you can do certain things with money management. But generally speaking, people aren't going to have the price change that much without an informational change for you to you know be able to buy off profitably. So. You shouldn't buy off those games. What I say you know, about the the parlays, if you're going to make them, you agreed to the contract, right? You you agreed to the, when you made the three-team parlay, you agreed to roll the winnings from one bet to the next. And then if that game wins, roll the winnings from one bet, one bet to the next. And then the sports book will pay you the money if, and only if, all three games win. That's what a parlay is. You, you signed up for that. So, you know, the idea of you win two, you know, and you want the money so bad that you want to get out. It's it's actually kind of funny. It's sort of backwards how people think that way, right? Because the way to win is to not make parlays. The the the, the reality is, if you want to win, you got to make straight bets and singles and and do it that way. Right? But everyone wants to win so badly, so bad that they're willing to give money back to the house just to cash out their bets after two games and be able to touch their money. You know, because you realize that the the cash out amounts are never fair. They're always keeping a certain percentage of what you should get back. So it's like, and look, I get it. If games are happening at the same time, it gets tricky because obviously, you know, this is this is for if games aren't happening at the same time, you could do this yourself, right? Make one bet. If it wins, roll it over to the next bet. If that wins, roll it over to the next bet. That's all parlay is. So it's so funny that people want to win so bad, they will give money back just to cash out early before the third game even happens. I don't think that's a good idea. So whether you hedge, cash early, look, you made the bet. You made, you made the three-team parlay. You may as well roll with it and uh, see if that third game is going to hit. So, And if you really want to make money that badly, just make the individual bets. That's what I have to say. You know, I know people don't love that because parlays are very popular, but that's that's my opinion. So, All right, uh, the second thing here on Twitter, you mentioned you are going to read Gambler. Uh, I did. I started it. Um, any other good sports betting books on Audible? Okay, so first off, I did start Gambler. I'm about halfway through. It's great so far. Just because I'm a huge Billy Walters fan, and I've been following him for a long time now, obviously, you know, like a lot of good sports bettors have. You know, you know, if you want to learn from the best, obviously, he's where you want to start. So anyway, it's a, it's a, 
it's a tell all about like his life, his upbringing. You learn a lot about him individually that I didn't know before. And I'm not really, what I said before on the show is I hope gambler is about the sports betting, right? I hope he tells a lot of secrets about the sports betting. We haven't gotten there yet, but I hope it's coming. I, like I said, I'm only halfway through. He mentioned some of it so far, touched on it, but not really the meat and potatoes. But I think it's going to get there. He's kind of telling about his life, his young life, his his teen years when he moved to Vegas, in his 20s, and so it's it's great so far. But I love it, and I do recommend Gambler by Billy Walters. Just if you like the 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 you know the person, great story. But uh, I do have a couple other books for you here. So some other recommendation sports betting books. Um, the first one is called The Smart Money, and this is a book about Billy Walters and someone who was one of his partners for several years in the late 90s. And a part of the computer group, you know, and, and, and uh, the whole book, the smart money, everything's an alias. You know, they don't use one actual name, except I think the author uses his name, Michael Koenig. But that's just a really interesting book. It's very entertaining, I believe. Very, that, that's the word I'd use, entertaining. You know, you're not going to learn a ton about sports betting in that book, but it is entertaining. If you do want to learn and your goal is like an educational book, uh, the Logic of Sports Betting is one that I recommend. That's a deep dive on math, the numbers. It's very dry, very, very dry. But you do learn a lot in The Logic of Sports Betting. That book is by, I think, Matthew David Dow and who's the other author there? Matthew David Dow, or Matthew David Dow and Ed Mil- uh, Miller. So Logic of Sports Betting is another good recommendation. Uh, let's see, Gaming the Game. This one is by Sean Patrick Griffin, and this is an inside look at the... Uh, Bill Donahue, uh, inside or the NBA, the referee who fixed games and bet on games, and I mean it's crazy story. And this this talks about the betters involved, the actual uh, or Tim Donahue. What did I say before? Either way, Tim Donahue is his name, and uh, I think it's a <laughs> Donahue or something. I've been watching uh, some other stuff on TV lately. But anyway, Tim Donaghy is his name. The uh, the referee who bet, yeah, bet on games and got involved with, with these big-time sports bettors. It's a crazy story, like I said. So I recommend that, Gaming the Game, by Sean Patrick Griffin. Uh, a couple more here. This one is by Sal Iacono. It's called You Can't Lose Them All. And this is pure entertainment. He doesn't claim to be a pro. doesn't even claim to be a winning sports better. It's just fun stories if you like gambling and you like sports betting. So you can't lose them all by Sal Iacono. And then finally here, last book I'll recommend is called, this one actually has nothing to do with sports betting, but it's a really good book for the approach on predictions. Because that's what we're trying to do at the end of the day. When you're coming up with a line, a sports betting line and an over under all that stuff, we're making a prediction about a lot of things that are unknown, right? So we take past data, we put it all together and come up with a prediction. But this book called The Signal and the Noise by Nate Silver talks about the prediction process. It talks about weather and prediction patterns and how human beings are flawed in this way and what we can look at in terms of our own biases. It's a really good book in terms of predictions. So that one's called The Signal and the Noise. All right. Um, one more thing here I want to read on Twitter before we get out of here today. This is just a, I think it was like a mass DM send out that I got from one of these people who sell picks, but it's uh, attention betters and there's a whole bunch of emojis and alert emojis and all this kind of stuff, you know, dollars. Uh, we are offering our special of the year. After a red hot August heading into football season, we are 72% this season. 
which I'm not sure what this season means, uh, get this year, 2023, get in on the winning train and start cashing, consist- cashing consistently today from pro cappers who work the hardest in the industry. Again, the last sentence says, get in, get on the winning train and start cashing consistently today from pro cappers who work the hardest in the industry. And then it goes on to say other stuff too. So just some quick things here. I'm not going to call these people out or go too into detail here, but just something to remember because I know a lot of you out there are going to be getting these more and more as we get into football season. Generally better to avoid these people, right? And not pay for picks. Uh, and then the, the, a quick note here, we talked about this before, probably due to recap this at some point. Anything above like 57%, if you're betting minus 110 games, you're actually seeing diminishing returns, you know? And again, we're not going to go too into detail on this, but 72%, what that shows me is their volume is so low, they're leaving a lot of money on the table. So if you're paying to pay to get their picks, yeah, they may be winning picks, but if you're paying to, you know, for ROI, which you should be, and, and to maximize your income, uh, 72% is, is nowhere near where you want to be. So it's a good number. Obviously, it sounds good. You would think intuition says, logic says, the higher the percentage, the better. But that's not true. Because if you think about any like sports betting board or any sports betting website or any slate of games, there's going to be far more 55% opportunities than there are 70% opportunities. And what that means is if the line is off by uh, minus 110, keep in mind, minus 110, if that line is off by 1% or 2%, that's generally what you're going to find, right? That's where we make our money. But that, that's why volume is key. You want a lot of bets where you have a 1%, 2% edge. If you have a 70% game, that means you have about an 18% edge. Those those don't exist. Now, they're few and far between out there. But if you're lucky enough to win 72% over a, a certain amount of time, what that says to me is you're just picking games, you're sitting on wins, and you're not making that many bets. So... Uh, generally that, that's how it works we'll talk about that in detail mathematically later on but uh, yeah I did go look at their page it was like yeah a lot of parlays a lot of 175 so that, that number makes a little more sense now but either way that's it for today's show appreciate you listening we'll talk to you soon here on Sports Betting Daily Sports Betting Daily